It sure seems like America in 2016 is a politically divided place. The headlines and talking heads keep reminding us that we don't get along. No, I'm, I'm against both of them. No, neither... But it turns out that some Americans keep their political enemies close. Really close. Like Do you the, think climate change is real? So climate change, I, I don't really... I mean, it's scientifically proven. I, I, so like if the you try to take away also... guns from everybody, is that really going to stop people from killing each other with guns? She's it innovative. Just seems shady. She, she was innovative. It just seems shady. Like what does she need a server and is why it, does she like... Is it illegal to seem shady? It just seems shady. All right. <laughs> My wife Kim, she'll be voting for Hillary. She would have loved to vote for Bernie. And uh, this year, I'll be voting for Donald Trump. I put way more faith in the, the free market and private enterprise than government because I know it works. Trump's, he's, he's been super polarizing. It's partly because people are so sensitive to being offended. I mean, it's really tough to speak your mind, you know, and not offend someone. When we were first dating and talking about politics, I don't think I realized how politically opposed we were. My husband's a conservative Republican, but he's still cool. <laughs> and we're still in love, and it's great. At Yale University, assistant professor of political science... Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason has returned with another heater. It's election night. So you know I got to put my twist on it, my spin on it. Oh, tonight's topic is, is going to be very, very, very interesting. So you already know this is a conversation, so I'm going to need you to call in. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. I want to know your perspective, your honest perspective. I promise I won't judge you. I won't judge you. Believe me when I tell you I won't judge you. Tonight's topic, a house divided a deeper look at couples who struggle with the concept of whether to vote or not to vote or people who are living in a bipartisan relationship some people are independent some people are democratic but they still love each other some people are republican some people are democratic but they love each other hey and and stay tuned because one of my KBLA colleagues, Ariva Martin, the great Ariva Martin, will be checking in with us at 7.35 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to give us an update on all things election night. And she'll also be checking back in at around 8.30. So she's going to keep us up to date on the races and everything that's happening. But you already know, I have questions. And I need to know. How do you live with somebody or how do you deal with somebody that has different political views than you? Can you share a love life without sharing a political identity? 1-800-920-1580. Get in here. I need to hear from you. True or false? In our increasingly divided nation, Americans are splitting along party lines in a number of ways including marriage and family life. Yee. Would you break up with somebody 
if they say supported a political candidate that seemed grossly over their head, right? Not even capable of holding the position. They just look like somebody that was positioned to have the spot, but not really positioned to deliver what you need. Maybe they were immoral. Maybe they had all types of, okay, Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I was trying to paint a picture without saying in there. Donald Trump, somebody like Donald Trump. <laughs> Do you think our ancestors would be offended or upset if you didn't participate in the voting process? A lot of people be like, your ancestors go get you. You better. But would they applaud you? Hmm? I don't know. I want to know your thoughts. 1-800-920-1580. Somebody call me right now. True or false? Oof. This is going to hurt. In the core of relationships, you tell me if this is true or false. In the core of relationships... You got to practice some form of bipartisanship. It doesn't just have to be political. 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, the voice of reason is going to the phone lines. I need to hear your POV. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm in here setting fires. Tonight's topic is crazy. Can most politicians be trusted after they get in office? Is this a point of contention for a politically minded couple? Could this cause them to break up? If, say, the husband is like, look, I don't believe in none of this. This is like church. I don't go to church with you because I know the pastor is a hustler. Hmm? I'm not voting because I don't believe in the system. Well, how are you going to change things? How are you going to affect change if you don't participate? 1-800-920-1580. I want to know your thoughts. Can differing political views wreak havoc on a once happy relationship? Brother Tavis walked in here and gave me some insight on a political couple, one such couple that were at odds politically, James Carville and Mary Madeline. Now, Mary ran Daddy Bush's campaign, and James Carville just so happened to help our guy Clinton get in. You know, black people be like, that's our guy. Is he? <laughs> Is he really? But he helped, you know, Bill Clinton win. And they met each other on the campaign trail and and fell in love. I think they have a book out called Love and War. Is it possible to date and or marry someone that has differing political views? What are your thoughts? 1-800-920-1580. Sean from Oakland, California just jumped in here. What are your thoughts on this? (laughs) Oh, brother. So this was right up my alley. Um, but I, I have to say this. I love James Carville. Uh, Mary Matlin, um, you know, I, I, I liked her. But 
it, it seemed like a game, you see. And I think the the two of them, I know James Carville is very um, serious about how he works these um, campaigns, and he's very good at it. Um, you know, remember the economy, stupid? Yeah, that's James Carville. And he's very smart. And he also has his own democracy core. Um, if you ever want to look at why he um, says what he says, he has data to back up a lot of the stuff. But when it comes to a couple like that, you know, I mean, that's a that's a little bit different than, say, a, a couple. Um, one person is a Trump supporter or one person is a Biden supporter. Because when you get to that one, I think, um, my goodness, it can happen. And like I told Brother Andy, uh, you know, uh, I said, I'm not sure. I don't have an answer to this. But if you can work it out as a couple, cool. You know, but, you know, maybe you're just saying, um, you know, that doesn't really matter. But what I wanted to ask you, because you talk so much about the higher consciousness um, at least in my opinion, that's what you talk about. And I mean this with all respect. I'm like, you know, maybe they have something to connect to, to one another besides the political thing, mm-hmm. that there's a consciousness level that they actually relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's with everyone. I mean, because when I'm out there, I have to tell you, I, 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 at my age now, you know, I, I need to speak with someone that at least is like going to, you know, challenge me or, or be smarter than me or, you know, whatever the case, you know, I, I, I don't need to, you know, deal in, um, you know, trifle stuff. I know that I'm being, you know, a little arrogant there, but I, I have to tell you, maybe in some of these relationships, maybe we uh, gravitate towards people that have a closer relationship to our consciousness even if we differentiate from the political views. Mm. I don't know what you think, but let me know. I don't know. No, I think it's a great question because people are fanatics over politics just like they are over religion. So you see the religious <laughs> fanatic, the you know, and then you also see the far left and you see the far right political fanatic. Boom. So, you know, patriotism gets you whipped up just like a good sermon. So I totally can no, I totally see where you're coming from. I hear you. And some people, also, and sports. Sports has that same effect on people yes. as well. So absolutely. I think if you can't reconcile these things in a relationship, because you file political beliefs right under things that differ in relationships, our differences, how we view the world, how we interface with the world, how we participate in the world. Sometimes we, in relationships, uh, we go about doing things in a very different way from one another. And if we cannot reconcile or find some type of common ground, then yes, that could lead to some serious discord. Sean, once again, you done knocked Thanks, it out brother. the park, brother. I appreciate it. You knocked it. it out the park. Hey, hey thank you, brother. Thanks, brother. All right, all right, here we are. Tonight's the night, election night. Everybody, listen, I want to get back to it. Will your ancestors applaud, approve of, or be disappointed if you participate in a political system that seems to always keep you on the bottom, regardless of who you vote for? I just want to know. Somebody help 
me to understand, right? Just call in and give me some insight. Can democracy still deliver on America's promise? Hmm? I know that's a tough question. America promised a lot of things, especially black folk. Can participating in the democratic system bring about America's promise? Can it? Hmm? Which is your allegiance stronger to? Your significant other or your political views? I want to know. 1-800-920-1580. Fred, San Fernando Valley in the building. Let's talk. Hey, good evening. You said it was going to be a wild one. Okay, let's get wild. It's, it's wild as long as you don't curse, Fred. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to curse. But first of all, you see what I said. The, mocker, the mockery, not democracy, the mockery. Uh-oh, here we go. Let's go. Let's okay, talk about so, it. <laughs> so let's, let's go with Jeffersonian democracy versus Jacksonian democracy. Okay. When I found the fathers came up with this idea of uh, the republic or democracy and so forth. It was for rich people who were landowners, who had money, property and money, slaves, chattel, all those things, commerce. Those is what they believed in. They set up what is called a federalist system, okay? Then came Jackson, Andrew Jackson, the war hero, the poor white boy who came up from nothing, who Ma ran a brothel, okay? He became a war hero. Then later on, he came in on his popularity. He understood that the average white boy could not vote because he owned no property. So what he did was he took all the property from the Cherokee, Choctaw, and Natchez, shipped them off to Oklahoma, gave all them white boys some property so they could vote. Mm. Nowadays, we give the vote to people who undeserving a vote. You understand what I'm saying? Say more. Say Say more. Keep going. They say, oh, you're being uh, anti-American if you're requiring people to know how to read or to do tests and all that. But then again, how can you get somebody involved in something they don't understand? The word party means people. And the tick is what made people's tick. How can I manip- manipulate your thoughts and to go ahead and give me the power to run the country? Politics, inflation, oil prices. You understand what I'm saying? That's what made people tick. Jobs. That's what made people tick. So when you play politics, you are saying to the people, I'm trying to see what your interests are. I'm trying to see what makes you tick. Now, as far as for poor people who live in apartments, who don't have no money, guess what? You're screaming human rights. Why the police being on me? Why we ain't got no services? Why garbage isn't there? Those are human rights issues. Then you're screaming also, opportunities. I want opportunities for education, medication, all that. That's what poor people want. Poor people want human rights and opportunities. Rich people want money and property. You know, let me ask you this, Fred. All- Can the poor people change their condition by participating in the political process? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Talk to me about that. 
when you get someone who represents you. Now, we only got one Maxine Waters in the whole country. We only got one. A sister who say, hey, I ain't got nothing to lose. I want my constituents. Whether you like what I say or you don't like what I say, this is what people come and tell me to say. Mm. You understand? She's our mouthpiece. Now, I'm not saying she's writing some of, her, some of the stuff come out of her mouth, but... You know, the streets say what the streets say. Hey, Fred, let me say this, man. You already know I appreciate you coming in here enlightening me. You know, I'm not a political guy, but I love the discussion. You know, you're always welcome to come in. You got My a seat mom at the was table. a politician. Is that what you wanted? To, you wanted, you wanted to my speak? mom was a politician. Actually, do I trust my mom? No, she's a politician. You don't trust your I mama? No, because I, her name Dorothy Bimford. Google it, bro. She went Democrat, Republican, Independent, Communist, Social. Whoever paid her the money, that's who she's gonna speak up. So you're telling me right now, most politicians, if not all, are bought and paid for. Bought and paid for, baby boy. So you should have started the conversation there instead of cutting me off when I was trying to get you off the phone, because that was the meat I was looking for. Talk to me about how they're bought and paid for. I asked my mom back in 1986, I said, Mom, how are you going to roll with Ronald Reagan? She said, look, son, when I was poor, I rolled Democrat. As soon as I got this money, I'm trying to protect my money. So I got to roll Republican. I want some tax incentives. Think about what Dave Chappelle said. He said, I'm going to kick back and see how this Republican works for me. I'm going to take these tax incentives. I'm going to take these tax cuts. Wow. Hey, you brother. You can't get mad because people try to protest they must say. Hey, Fred. Fred. Fred, I appreciate the insight, but I got to push forward, sir. You you, you like the okay. old Superman. You need a running start to get your point going. It's all good. I appreciate it. You got a seat at the table. Call in any time. The voice of reason is on fire already. Get to your phone lines. If you agree or disagree with any of the thoughts that Fred just shared, Fred out of San Fernando Valley, you know all you got to do is call me. This is a non-judgmental space. I'm not a political person. I'm, I'm uh, what am I? I'm apolitical. Yes. I'm apolitical. Convince me. 1-800-920-1580. The voice of reason is on complete fire tonight. This is what I need you guys to do. I want you guys to call in and share. But when I stop you, you got to stop now. Don't talk over me. You're going to make me tell Andy to drop you. Now, I don't want to do that because I love my callers. <laughs> But this brother just laid out something that I think is very important. He said most politicians are bought and paid for. He said his mother was a politician. And he said his mother changed her position once she was presented with money from the opposing side. Does that happen more times than not? Can we really seek fair and balanced results from a politically toxic system. I just want to know. 1-800-920-1580. What? Oh, yes. And and, and I'm going to mention her one more time. My sister, my colleague, Ariva Martin, will be checking in with us live at 735 Pacific Standard Time. She's going to come with all the election news. She's going to tell us who's winning, who's losing. Let me tell you something right now. I just got to say this. If somebody like Herschel Walker 
could be winning. It just tell me something's off. Now, something wrong. How? Either the voters are stupid or the, or the system is rigged. I, I don't know. Either the system is rigged or the voters. I, I'm, I, I just don't know. 1-800-920-1580. Call in. When I come forward, I'm going back to the phone lines because the phones are cracking. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. Fight the power. Fight the power. On fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Stop the violence in hip hop. This is 88. Do you know this is happening in hip hop today? Stop the violence in hip hop. KRS One is in step. BDP, Boogie Down Productions. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, we're having an amazing topic about the conflict or the potential conflict that differing political views could have on relationships in general and marriages, friendships, but particularly intimate relationships. So I asked the true or false question, true or false, in our increasingly divided nation, Americans are splitting along party lines in a number of ways, including marriage and family life. Can the uncertainty of the world and the importance of the ballot end a relationship? Could it make you part ways? Could you feel like your partner is socially irresponsible? As promised, I said uh, my colleague, Ariva Martin. She's here now. We're going to bring her right in. Harvard-educated lawyer here on KBLA. (laughs) This sister is married. She's ready to talk that talk. Please catch us up with what's going on in the world right now. Well, first of all, Joe, let me answer your question. I could not be married to anyone. I don't even know if I could be your girlfriend if we had different party affiliations, and different political views. Uh-oh, here I get we go. So, <laughs> I get so worked up about my politics. I was talking to a friend today, and it's a guy friend, and he did not try to flip a voter who I thought was voting for the wrong person in a very important race, and I had to get off the phone. And now I'm trying to figure out if I'm ever talking to the dude again. <laughs> so, and that's just a friend. <laughs> What? Wait a minute, Reba. Now we know that people who are on the on the right and people who are on the left actually have friends that are on the right and left. So you couldn't even have a friend on the other side. Mm, I, I don't know where you got that information from. That people on the left and right are friends. No, we I didn't. I said, I said some of them. I didn't say they. <laughs> come on now. I said some of them are friends, actual friends. As Tavis Smiley pointed out earlier in the show, uh, uh, James Carville, right, and his wife Mary Madeline. Mary Madeline ran George Senior's, uh, you know, uh, campaign. 
and James Carville helped Bill Clinton win the office. They got together and married. They got a book out called Love and War. They're on opposite sides. It's possible. It's possible, Joe, but you also have to put in perspective when James and Mary got married, this country was not nearly as polarized as it is today. Agreed. We didn't have the toxicity of Twitter. We didn't have the toxicity of social media the way we have today. So remember back when, if you were a normal Republican, a a pre-Donald Trump Republican, we may have disagreed about fiscal policy. We may have disagreed about, you know, uh, approaches to foreign wars, but it was not as nasty. So it was a kinder, gentler world then. (laughs) It was kinder, gentler. Republicans weren't as extreme. They weren't white nationals. Or if they were, let's be honest. They were in the closet. They may have been, but it was in the closet. It was low-key. It was self-contained. They were not emboldened. They weren't in your face. Mm. Uh, And so that's why I say today, I don't know if Mary and James, now they got, you know, a lot of years under their belt. So thank God, you know, they're not breaking up. I'm, I'm happy. I always celebrate lengthy marriages, but... I don't know about those kinds of folks with, you know, opposite, polar opposite political positions today, getting married and staying married. Mm, Um, mm. I'm sure it's happening. You know, I'm sure (laughs) there are some couples out there that are making that work. I would not be one of them. So, you know, you just know who you are. (laughs) Uh, I would not be one of them. So, um so, Hats off to folks who figured out a way to make that work. So give us the political updates. Where do we stand? Where are the races? Who's winning? Who's losing? Talk to us. We're doing well. So we know historically whoever is in the White House, the party in the White House, is expected to lose control of the Congress. That's been the case except for maybe two times in the last hundred years. So it was expected that Democrats would lose seats in the House and and possibly even in the U.S. Senate. The question was, how many seats? Would it be 13 seats or would it be 60-plus the way Obama lost seats in 2010? And the good news so far tonight, although it's early and all races have not been called, but so far tonight it does not look like the Democrats are going to take the beating that was anticipated and predicted by the Republicans. It looks like we're holding our own in a lot of races, and we probably will lose control of the House, but it won't be by the, you know, 50-plus seats that have been predicted by a lot of the conservative pundits. So, you know, you got to take your wins wherever you can find them. And some other great news tonight is with respect to Democrats and governorships. We just got the third black person, and let's call it what it is, black man, in the history of this country, elected as a governor. And that's Westmore in the state of Maryland. So we have a lot to be happy about, to celebrate. He is a dynamic brother. He ran a a national kind of civil rights organization, has a just riveting and fascinating backstory. And now he is the governor, the third black man to be a governor in the state. Does not look like Stacey Abrams black woman who we were hoping would make history and be the first black female governor in Georgia, she is not doing very well. And so far they're predicting that she will lose uh, for the second time uh, that race to be governor of Georgia. So not too happy about that, but incredibly happy for Westmore in Maryland. Let me ask you this. How do you think Biden, President Biden, will govern with a divided government? 
it's going to be challenging. And, and that's why, you know, this uh, American, our, our, form, our two-party system works in some ways, but it's also very dysfunctional in other ways. It's going to be very difficult to get anything out of the House if the Republicans control it. And then Republicans have vowed to engage in all of these, what I'm going to call frivolous investigations, including investigating Hunter Biden, everyone that is associated with Joe Biden, uh, maybe try to impeach Joe Biden himself. So I think we're going to see a lot of gridlock for the next couple of years. We're going to see very little uh, legislation coming out of the House because Republicans don't have a history of governing. They have a history of opposing. They are the party of obstruction. They are not the party of governance. So I think it's going to be difficult, and which is why, really, when you when you are elected president and you have the House, uh, you have the control of that House. You've got to get as much done. You got to run as fast as you can. Get as much legislation passed as you can in those first two years, because when that house flips, which historically it always has, there's not much you're going to get accomplished. So how do these wins and losses affect black folk directly? Oh, tremendous impact, which is why I I just had a a, a texted my niece a, a book on text, which you're not supposed to do, but I broke the rules and sent her way too long of a text. And she told me she did not vote today. Black folk, I know it's not perfect, and there's a lot of frustration about the party, the Democratic Party, and promises that were made that were not kept. But it's not about perfection. It's about progress. And we are the only party, we being Democrats, are the only party that are try- that's trying to move the country forward in terms of how that impacts black folks, trying to move the country forward on things like voter uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, attacking voter suppression laws across this country. Things like abortion rights. For black women, abortion care is health care. We have the worst maternal mortality rates in the country. It's more dangerous as a black woman to have a baby in the United States than it is to have it in a third world country. Mm. So abortion rights are very critical uh, to all women, but particularly black women. Those are issues that are really important. Things like a living wage, having Someone in office that's going to fight for raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars or even twenty dollars, which you know it needs to be even higher than fifteen, but getting people to a living wage. Uh, so there are so many things on the ballot that are important to African Americans. Things like you know housing in Los Angeles city and the county. Forty percent of the folks that we see unhoused on our streets are black. African American. Yeah, they're black people. So. These are issues that uh, should, I hope, drove black folks in L.A. and around this nation to the polls. Because if we think things are bad now, I I just can't even imagine if we lose the House, we lose the Senate, we lose some important local races here right in in Los Angeles and California. Things can get a whole lot worse. So you you speak of the problems of the political process, the problems of the political system. Don't you think it's an unrealistic expectation to ask a group of people who have unfulfilled promises? They have promissory notes. They got debt. Promise. <laughs> you know, the promises haven't been met. So don't you think it's an unrealistic expectation to ask those people uh, to, to buy back in, you know, to buy the dip, so to speak? Absolutely not, Joe. And you know why? Because as adults, that is what life is all about. 
Think about how many things we do as adults that don't give us 100% satisfaction or not completely fulfilling, starting with something called a job. <laughs> Most people go to their jobs. They don't love what they do. They don't love going to work every day, working a nine to five, but they got to pay their bills. Mm. So as adults, we have choices to make. We have things that we have to do that don't always bring us joy. So voting and again, voting for Democrats, I can't tell you they're going to satisfy every wish that you have because that'd be a lie. That's not true. You're going to get maybe 50 or 60 percent of what you desire. But that 50 to 60 percent is better than getting zero percent. So if you look at life as a zero sum game, yeah, you say, why vote? But if you think about, again, the concept of making progress, not perfection, you say, I- I'm going to be the first person in line to vote because I want to keep making progress. And we know that justice is incremental. You know, the, the fight that has, was, has been waged by our ancestors is a continuing fight. And it's up to us to continue it. How dare us stop? How dare us give up when people died, stood in lines, got water hose uh, sprayed on, got dogs sicked on them. And then we say we, we didn't get everything we want, so we're going to sit it out. You know our grandmamas and mamas will be smacking up upside our heads. So they wouldn't stand for that nonsense. Ariva, Ariva, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. You still got to come back at 835. Save a little bit for us. Listen, we appreciate the update and the insight, but let me come back. I got to say it. I got to say it. You know the voice of reason is a non-judgmental platform. We let everybody talk. But you can't tell me the system is broken and then say I'm crazy for not wanting to participate. Now, you get some people out here who want to cancel culture, everybody, for saying, oh, I don't agree and uh, fix the system before I participate. But isn't that fair? Isn't that a fair request? Get it right before you demand I get in line. And if the people are wrong, if the system is wrong, if we still at the bottom of every socioeconomic category that matters, how does the vote have power to me? When we come forward, Zoe Williams is going to keep this fire lit. The phone lines are cracking. We're going to talk about it tonight. Is it good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. We turned up tonight. We're having a very in-depth discussion. Listen, whether it's politics or anything, right? How to how to raise the kids, uh, how to build the family, how to construct uh, the hierarchy within the family, or. Is it an egalitarian relationship? What are the rules? What you're going to find is two people with two different perspectives. And where there are two different perspectives, there will be conflict or the potentiality for conflict to develop. So whether it's a religious belief, whether there are cultural differences, in order to have a strong relationship, you've got to learn how to overcome those differences. So, number one, you got to treat your partner with respect, love, and consideration. I've always said respect should be the religion of relationship. You got to learn how to accept your partner's flaws and embrace their strengths. Most people are trying to fix their partner's flaws, and <laughs> it's easy to accept somebody's strengths, right? You got to respect your partner's beliefs and value their opinions. 
even if they differ from yours. Now, that is an exceedingly difficult thing to do for many people. Let me get my homegirl in Zynga from Pensacola, Florida, in the building. Talk to me. Hey, good evening, everybody. How you um, doing in Zynga? Oh, I'm good. How you feeling, Mr. I'm good. I'm in here cooking. Okay. I feel like if two people are together and, you know, one's a Republican or a liberal progressive and, or, you know, a Democrat, whatever, if they want to make that work, then they'll make it work. Mm. I mean, boundaries can make anything work. You just may not, just don't talk about that. You can talk about everything. Because if you have kids, if you're raising them to be respectful, then that's a mutual understanding that y'all have. If you are raising them to be to have religion or to be God centered, then that's something that you mutually agree upon. So there are other things that you can agree upon. And again, if you want to make it work, then it will work. But if you don't, then it won't. Um, and as far as politicians, no, they can't be trusted. Um, prime example is. What's the young lady, the Hispanic young lady's name? Uh, Osari, or whatever her name is, O-C-O-G. She was very, I think she went in very innocently. So, so Nzinga, um, Nzinga, hold on one second. We got to come forward, Mm -hmm. but I want to come right back Mm -hmm. to you. Your phone is a little muffled, so if you could work with that, then... We're going to get back into this. When we come forward, we're going back to Pensacola, Florida, and talk to Nzinga. She's got a lot to talk about. that I'm irrelevant to society. That's what you're telling me. Penitentiary would only hire me. Curse me till I'm dead. Church me with your fake prophecy. Elijah, what is today's question? This question is from Sarah, and Sarah says, My husband is a Republican, and I'm a Democrat. We're already arguing about the elections. I'm afraid for our marriage. What should I do? So this may be a short one because my answer is pretty quick. If you're talking politics and it's impacting your relationship, maybe you shouldn't talk politics, especially in today's divided uh, climate. It's just, it's tough. I mean, people are really seeing things one way or the other and there's no in between. And what I'm wondering is, let's just kind of broaden this conversation. Okay. So let's say there's a relationship and I want to have kids and you don't, or I want to- Bye. Okay, I want to practice a certain religion and you want. Bye. Right? Yep. So even though we do our best to serve relationships and make relationships work, I think there's certain conversations that if you're not in alignment, if you're not in a, have an agreement, then maybe that's not the right relationship. Yeah, so I think that you've hit two things so far. First of all, Talking anything where you have a complete opposing opinion about is probably not going to go well in relationship over an extended period of time. Unless you love to argue and it totally turns you on and goes to the sex. Because otherwise, (laughs) it's not a great thing. And in relationships where you have ideas about things and you want to share it, I think it's very important to have a voice. I think it's very important to have an opinion. I think it's very important to speak your truth. But if it's causing friction or an inadequacy in your relationship well number one you could look at it as is it the right relationship for me because if you could be in a relationship with someone who sees the way you see without having to convince them of your point of view then the whole expression of yourself isn't a challenge but when you join in a relationship and you discover that you have very vast chasm between your decisions (laughs) and between your opinions it leads to a lot of arguments, a lot of wanting to be seen for your point of view. And in my personal opinion, 
that's not an easy to navigate relationship. It, it's possible. There are people that, that have done that. There are also people that have been having one opinion and in relationship learn to see it the other way. Yeah. But I don't think it's an easy road. I don't think it's a good, easy journey. It's not an easy journey. But let's just try and bring some. I've been telling y'all for a long time, nobody wants to listen. Most people are not dating and or married to a person. They are married to an ideological construct. And that ideological construct has built-in expectations and outcomes. And they would rather throw the person away and keep the ideas than they would to maybe even sit down and evaluate their ideas. Are these healthy ideas? Do these ideas lead to a happy interaction with another person? Very interesting perspective that clip just shared with us. Nzinga from Pensacola was on the line before we came forward. Now we have come full circle. Talk to us, Nzinga. Am I clear? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you now. Okay. Forgive me, y'all. So what I was saying was, well, first of all, the parties are two wings on the same dirty bird. Mm. So it really doesn't make any sense to be so opposed. But if two people are together and they are, you know, they have two different political affiliations, you know, they don't they just don't have to talk about that stuff. If you want to make something work, then you will. I like that. But if you want that to be. If, if you want that to be the focal of the relationship where you're arguing all the time, then that will be it too. But if you have kids or, you know, you have the same goals, I think, then that should be more important than what you do behind a, mm. you know, behind a curtain or privately. You know, what's interesting so in what you're saying what... in Zynga, this is deep. Stay with me. This is what's interesting about what you're saying, because with our friends, with our friends, we can set those kinds of boundaries. We can say, look, man, we're not talking religion or politics. We just hanging out. We friends. We, we're going to talk about things that we enjoy, but we're going to leave out the politics. We're not trying to get too heavy. You telling mm -hmm. me right now. We can we can implement those same practices and principles in an intimate relationship. I don't want to know your I don't want to know your political affiliation. I don't want to know what you're down with, and, and you don't need to know about mine. Let's just focus no. on each other. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't necessarily have to hide that from me. I don't. I don't want. You know, I'm not on that type of time. I don't. You know, I'm not going to shy away because you say you know something I don't necessarily agree with. I respect you. You know, I respect your decision just because I don't agree with it. Disagreement doesn't mean disrespect. So I'm not going to say I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hear about it because I don't agree with it. Um, you know, it's just, and that you saying friends, but two intimate people, aren't they friends too? You know, this is, this is America 2022, November 8th. Most people are not friends, even though they're in relationship. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I know it sounds, I know it sounds outrageous. But how many people stop messing with each other altogether after the relationship is over? A lot. But but even deeper than that, there was a time where people didn't even discuss what they did because I grew up at a time where I went with my grandmother inside the voting thing. There was this velvet curtain and you pulled it and you, it was like a slot machine. People didn't talk about, you know, but now it just seems like that's your identity. That's what you lead with. 
And like I said, there was a time, I come from a time where that stuff was private. And I think that probably held more relationships together than anything you knew, but we just didn't discuss it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, now it's just like a badge of honor, you know? So I, I don't know, things are different. But I do want to just say, Mr. Bill, that I do not trust most politicians. I think they go in with the most genuine uh, intent, but they get seduced. And a lot of times, you know, the person who's loudest, they're often waving a check because it makes no sense that you have your constituents living in squalor, living in food deserts, and then you're clamoring and asking for votes. It just doesn't make any sense. And then people are at each other's necks, but you don't have no after school. I grew up, I had after school, you know, where I grew up, I grew up in the district one. I, I played violin. I did all this stuff. My these kids don't have that stuff. And we're bickering and you're voting for people because you don't like them. That does not make sense to me. Wow. And that's just good point. We appreciate you. You brought Pensacola, Florida right. into the building to this discussion. Right. Thank you so much. Listen, at 8.35 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have an update. Ariva Martin was pulled into a CNN interview now taking her place at 8.35 p.m. You don't want to miss this. Brother Tavis Smiley is about to jump in here and do the election update. Brother Tavis is about to join the voice of reason this evening. He's going to give us the update at 8.35 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You don't want to miss it. Listen, when I come forward, we got Dallas, Texas, Grand Prairie, Texas, Salisbury, North Carolina, Baltimore, Maryland. On the line, we talking to everybody when we come forward. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. My playlist is my co-host. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. Yeah. It makes me wonder how I keep going under. Why did I play this record today? I'm going to tell you, the record is called The Message. It's by Grandmaster Melly Mel and the Furious Five. And of course, called The Message because he was, Melly Mel was conveying one of the first rap records ever, right? I think second, technically, right? The Sugar Hill Gang was before this. But this is a 40-year-old record that is outlining the problems within our community that are still prevalent today. That's why I played this record. We're all still close to the edge. Now, I'm on record as saying, you know, uh, I've done many, many shows over the years. I'm on record as saying, on the local level, the vote matters. We got to get out on a local level. If you want a different sheriff, if you want a different superintendent, if you want a different governor, if you want a different mayor, you got to get out on the local level and do what you got to do to change your community. Those votes, you see an immediate response because the 
the people you want in, if you push hard enough, if you ally yourself with people that are pushing for better people, you get those people in. Now, if they turn out to be fugazi, then you have to go back and recontextualize your belief about the local level. But if you haven't done it, then it's hard for you to to really argue about what's happening directly on the ground in your community. So that's that. But I'm here to tell y'all that record is 40 years old and still relevant. Is it us or is it the system that's letting us down? We're talking about it right now. And if you're in a relationship with somebody who feels like the system is unassailable, there's no problems with it. It's just our lack of participation. Is the relationship now doomed? Let me get to my phone callers that have been on the longest. Bowman from Grand Prairie, Texas, then Trumonger from I Dallas, Texas. I heard a lot of people feeling yeah, you got Hey, it. Joel, what's up, baby? How you feeling? I'm good, brother. You got to turn your radio down. Your life is loud. Oh, yes. I'm not on the radio. Okay, well, well, tell me your thoughts, brother, about tonight's topic. All right, do you have echoing? Do you hear echoing still? No, you're good now. Okay, good. Um, What I was going to say is, you know, you're right about that, but the thing is, the system is what's controlling, and it's the people perpetuating. We perpetuate our conditions, and we do this by not paying attention to our surroundings and who rules. I don't get into politics too much because it's just not my thing, but it's obvious that we're in a corporatocracy and also that the bankers control. We know this. We have to overstand our condition that we're in. That's just my opinion on the situation. And when it comes to relationships, I don't see how, like that lady, she said, if somebody doesn't um have her same views as her as far as being a Republican, Democrat, whatever, I think that's very childish. That's my opinion on that. Or, or, I don't, it, or it could be good business. Because marriage is a business, right? That's true. And you don't want to get into business with with an unsound business partner. Maybe politics is at the core of her life and picking the right partner that is in alignment with her belief systems politically may be an upgrade for her or a leveling up for her. I'm going to say this, though. If black people want something really done, you have to have an agenda and you have to have money to back that agenda. We see different communities and we see specifically the LGBTQ community make things go because they're backing it with finances. But finance, so but, uh, but hold on, Bowman, also finances and politics. So you're making there we go. you're making the argument that we should be involved in politics. <sighs> That's you can't use the LGBT when they used our template for civil rights and then they got the bread and then they did what? They got political. So that's you're saying, yeah, we you know, other people are doing this and then you go, but we shouldn't. Does that make sense? That's an that's an alignment with agenda, though. So see, that's why they're politicizing. They're politicizing that. Because it's manipulative, and it's to, for a specific reason. You know the reason. You know why they're doing that. But again, it's about, but again, I ask you the question: Are they playing the game? Yes, they are. Are they playing the game well? Alignment. Are they playing the game well? Oh, <laughs> beyond belief. 
All right, then. We're talking about this stuff going to the schools. All right, then. So let's go back. Should we play the game well? If they play in the game well and they patterned how to, you know, do this civil rights movement and this human right movement that we've been on for 40, 50 years, are, 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 you, saying we sh- are you saying we should or shouldn't play the game? I'm just asking. It's always been said that you lay down with dogs, you come up with fleas. So we should not. We should get our own some kind of way. Within this society. As hard as it's going to be, man, it's, it's worth a try. But what do, can we do? Do you see? Do you see? Do you, does that sound like a sound plan to you? No, it doesn't. Okay. I just want to know <laughs> if you hear yourself. Because if you if you listening to yourself, no, then... Because sometimes people talk and don't be listening to themselves. I, I get it. That's why I said we have to have an agenda and money to back it. We have to because, okay, just on simple things, for instance, like um, maybe on the vaccine, right, something, something as small as that. We have to have certain interests because if we don't, we could be doomed. We could be doomed. Okay. So no political affiliation uh, but unity. Is that what you're saying? Oh, man, it's tough, though. I'm asking it's you, <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> because, I don't, because let me man. tell you, let me tell you what that sounds like to me. And and I'm just playing devil's okay. advocate here. Let, let me tell you what that sounds like to me. Have you seen that video with that iguana running in front of them snakes? And the snake yeah. comes. Yeah, you on an island. <laughs> we unified, but... Them snakes are everywhere, right? That's what it sounds yeah. like. So you, you got to think it through, brother. You got to think it through, man. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much, man. Bowman Most from death. Grand Prairie, Texas. You want to bring your city in the building? All you got to do is call me, 1-800-920-1580. Trumonger, Dallas, Texas. Get in here. Let's talk. Yes, sir. Yes, oh, sir. <laughs> Another topic is going to have people in their feelings. Um, Let me just say this real quick before you get started. I hate it when people can't listen to an opposing perspective. That's how you grow. You can't just listen to people that say the same thing you say. You have to listen to opposing ideas. To Those opposing ideas typically expose weaknesses in your uh, preconceived notions, your preconceived ideas. That's what it does. That's how that's how intelligent people grow up. That's all I gotta say. Go ahead, True. Right. Um, no, that's right. Because if we don't have those discussions, first of all, we don't learn from each other. And if you always going along with people you agree with or like, that's not really gonna uh, benefit anybody. It's just gonna feed your ego. But through relationships, how relationships are affected by politics. Um, if you allow them to be, then how strong is your relationship? If you allow politics to really affect how your relationship is, is it really that strong? If there, if you can't discuss the issues that are in front of you instead of worrying about who the politicians are or what party they represent. Let me um, ask. Let me ask you this: Would you break up with a girl? That had different differing political views than you. No. Only way I would do that is somehow it caused some kind of harm. 
some real some like some real harm. If they just if we just having a discussion, I'm not gonna trip about that. Unless you just constantly trying to force it or you're gonna bring something into the home that's gonna be detrimental to everybody. Outside of the discussion. So let me that's how you use something. Let me ask that's you how you use something. Let me ask you this then. Shouldn't you vote mm-hmm. on abortion rights in your state? Isn't that something that's important? Or maybe even child support rights in your state. If you're if you're aware of what the issues are, yeah. I wouldn't see I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um but a lot of people don't really pay attention to what the actual issues are. This is go they treat it like high school and they treat it like a popularity contest. Mm. Who's saying what I like? Who whose uh presentation looks the flashiest or whatever. Mm. Or who who uh makes me feel good about whatever it is they're saying, even though they probably won't live up to half the stuff they're telling you. Love it. They Love get it. caught up in that. Love it. But um I'm like if you're if you're in a relationship and it's severely affected by politics politicians or parties, because to be honest, both these parties play us. They played us for a very long time, mm. and these positions are interchangeable. Every two years, somebody else jump in. Mm. They throw the same kind of babble at you. They mm. get y'all gassed up. Think they actually gonna do something when they get in there? They don't know who you are, what your what your needs are. They just got their position, and now they kicking back, fulfilling whatever it is agenda. Who whoever answering to whoever their bosses are. Mm. We playing all this politics stuff, we don't only focus on who's running them. But I get it. Like um like Bowman was saying earlier, I mean we gotta figure out some kind of way to have our own political affiliation and build our own because the Asian Asian community does it. The LGBT, they figured out a way to do it by playing the game. Why can't why can't we do that instead of taking all the time and effort and money going behind the Democrats and Republicans trying to support them? Why can't we put that energy into our own? That's fair. Club? That's fair, True Monger. I appreciate you asking those questions. I would love for somebody to answer them for me. Listen, True, you brought Dallas, Texas in the building, man. I appreciate the insight. I appreciate the questions. When we come forward. More callers from all over the country. Times it makes me wonder how I keep them going under. Up even hotter. This is We're asking the question if political differences can cause divorce. Ariva Martin was like, "Yep." <laughs> Ariva Martin said, "We can't even we can't even get to marriage if, to, to be divorced. We got to have the same political beliefs." Tonight's topic is very heavy, but as I stated earlier, Ariva Martin was supposed to come back at the 8.35 p.m. Pacific Standard Time mark. She got called into an interview for CNN. So guess who steps in in her stead? None other than my friend, Tavis Smiley, joins the show. Tavis Smiley's on The Voice of Reason. Well, let's go, Tavis. I'm, I'm laughing because if your playlist is your co-host, then what am I right about now? My co-host. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> your your co-host in the second chair? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Brother Tavis, man, tell us where we at, what's going on. You you hear the conversation. I right? hear the conversation. It's on fire, as you always say. <laughs> and I'm looking at your board on this monitor, and you got a whole uh, whole uh, monitor full of phone calls. Yes. So let me, let me hasten through this update and let you get back to your fine show and these calls. And I love the topic, as I do every night. Um, let, let me give you the macro picture, and then we'll talk about the, 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 the black scene, as it were. Yes. Because we started this morning. I started this morning on my on my program from nine to noon, of course, uh, talking about what this day could bring us, what this evening could bring us in black America in particular. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, but at the moment, it appears that Democrats, as Ariva probably mentioned last hour, are going to lose the House. It's just a question at this point, though, of how many seats uh, by which they will lose uh, what will be their their margin of loss in the House. But it appears at the moment that Democrats are well on their way, <clears throat> excuse me, to losing the House. And so Nancy Pelosi will no longer be. Uh, of course, wow. she's been in the news a lot lately because of the attack on her husband, Paul Pelosi. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it appears that uh, in the not too distant future, Nancy Pelosi will have to relinquish her position as Speaker of the House. And the person who people think will get that position is a guy named Kevin McCarthy out of California. Mm -hmm. uh, there are those of us who believe that Donald Trump has a surprise for Kevin McCarthy. And so that might not be a foregone conclusion that California's Kevin McCarthy would be the next Speaker of the House on the Republican side. Now, that's fascinating because you'd have two speakers back to back, both from the state of California. Mm. Uh, that might be historic. I don't know if that's ever happened before. The two speakers back to back have come from the same state. So we'll see what happens uh, in the coming hours and days. But it appears that Democrats will lose the House. Uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, will no longer uh, hoist the gavel as Speaker of the House. Uh, but it could be Kevin McCarthy, again, a Republican out of California. We shall see. On the Senate side, this race is way too close to call. It's going to be a long night. Um, <clears throat> Republicans need to pick up a net of one Democratic seat. Uh, you know, the Senate right now is divided 50-50. So if they pick up a net of one Democratic seat, then they would control the Senate. Right now, 50-50 split. And because of the 50-50 split, the vice president, who happens to be Kamala Harris, decides all tied votes. Um, so that may very well change. It's going to be a long night, though, and a long, a long couple years if we wake up tomorrow morning and realize that the Democrats have lost both the House and the Senate. I heard you ask Ariva in the last hour mm -hmm. how Biden might govern with a divided government. Well, we, we might find that out. Mm. It might be really divided if he lose both, loses both the House and the Senate. Uh, the Senate too close to call. But it appears that if John Fetterman can hold on and beat Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, it's all going to come back down to, believe it or not, once again, Georgia. And oh, that's Lord. the race of Herschel Walker and wow. Raphael Warnock. Oh, uh, again, just way too close <laughs> to call, but it could come all down to Georgia. Interestingly, a race featuring two African-American men. Mm -hmm. How funny is that? That a race with two brothers could end up deciding who controls the Senate. We shall see again um, what happens in the in the coming hours. Specifically regarding black folk, given that I mentioned uh, Walker and uh, Raphael Warnock, Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock, um, clearly a brother, somebody black is going to win that seat. Well, let me rephrase that. Somebody with melanin in his skin <laughs> is going to win that seat in right. Georgia. Somebody with some melanin is going to win. So we know that seat will be uh, uh, a seat that goes to, to one uh, African-American male. But there are other black folk we were watching uh, in this uh, midterm election cycle of 2022. A lot of black folk on the ballot. First of all, Tim Scott uh, won again in South Carolina, the only black Republican in the Senate. So he, alongside uh, uh, 
uh, Cory Booker out of uh, New Jersey remained the two only the only two black men, of course, in the U.S. Senate. Tim Scott announced that this will be his last term. We'll see if that holds up or not. But he uh, uh, announced that uh, he won, but he's only going to serve this final term, and that'd be it. And he's he's, he's only in his fifties. Mm. That's 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 rare for somebody in their fifties right. to have that access to power and then retire and retire that early on. Right. He said it's going to be his last term. Of course, Senate terms are six years, uh, as you know. So uh, he uh, uh, apparently uh, has said he will. Uh, will step away from that seat, even though he won tonight, six years from now. So uh, uh, Tim Scott wins, an African-American Republican still in the Senate from South Carolina. Sherry Beasley in North Carolina, we thought had a good shot of winning a, a Senate seat there. Former Chief Justice in the state of North Carolina, she lost tonight. So Sherry Beasley loses in North Carolina. Val Demings, who was on uh, President Biden's uh, then uh, uh, candidate Biden's, uh, and, and no, I mean, back up, on President elect Biden's, I should say, shortlist uh, to be uh, a vice president. Uh, I mean, uh, candidate Biden's shortlist. Uh, of course, we know Kamala Harris got the nod, but Val Demings, along with Karen Bass, who I mentioned just a second, Val Demings out of Florida, uh, then a member of the House, ran for the Senate tonight against Marco Rubio. She loses in that seat, uh, that race to Marco Rubio. So we lose in North Carolina with Sherry Beasley. We lose another black woman. Uh, loses in Florida and Val Demings. Mandela Barnes was on my program just yesterday, I think. Mandela Barnes, young brother, are uh, running for the Senate in Wisconsin in a tight race right now with Ron Johnson, a Republican incumbent. So we'll see if Mandela Barnes, named after Nelson Mandela, we'll see if Mandela Barnes can pull that off in Wisconsin. That'd be huge. But um, he's still in a, uh, a race with Ron Johnson, Republican uh, uh, senator uh, who has been a Trump loyalist and enthusiast. But Mandela taking him to the mat right now in the state of Wisconsin. I mentioned Warnock. In, in Walker in Georgia, that race again too close to call. Um, Stacey Abrams, uh, while I'm speaking of Georgia, ran against uh, Brian Kemp four years ago for an open seat for the gubernatorial race. Right. Uh, but tonight she ran against the incumbent governor because of course Kemp won four years ago. Right. So it's a bit of, it's a bit of a different race when you're running against an incumbent. Uh, and so Stacey apparently did not do as well tonight as she did four years ago. Uh, so Brian Kemp win, uh, winning pretty handily over Stacey Abrams in the state of Georgia. Interestingly, Stacey did so much work to get all these other folk elected. She got Warnock elected. She got John Ossoff elected. Uh, passed on a chance to be in the Senate. Passed on a House seat. She could have had John Lewis's seat when he passed away. She turned the opportunity down for that. Wanting to run again for governor in Georgia tonight. Stacey Abrams loses for the second time to Brian Kemp, this time as an incumbent, in the state of Georgia. Uh, on the good news side, Wes Moore, who I've known for many years, young friend, uh, dear brother, uh, again, I've known for many decades, he and his mother, his entire family, Wes Moore wins in Maryland. So there's a brother governor in the state of Maryland now. Hmm. Wes has an amazing track record, former Rhodes Scholar, uh, served in the armed forces, uh, was uh, the lead of the Robin Hood Foundation in New York, a very popular foundation in New York City. So Wes Moore, uh, a brother who I hope to have on my show tomorrow morning, I just reached out to him uh, to get him to come in, Wes Moore on our show, hopefully tomorrow, but Wes wins in Maryland. And uh, Gavin Newsom, of course, not speaking of uh, not a brother, uh, but here in California, let me bring it home. Uh, finally, here in Gavin, uh, Gavin Newsom here in California, of course, you know, no, no, no question about this. Gavin Newsom wins uh, easily tonight wow. for reelection after surviving that recall wins here in California. And we will see uh, the race that we are waiting on here locally. What happens in this Karen Bass Rick Caruso race, as you know, polls just closed here uh, in L.A. So it's going to be some time. But let's see how Karen Bass does here in Los Angeles. There's your update. Uh, Zoe Williams. Wow, Tavis Smiley hit it out the park. There's so many people on the line. You know they want to talk to you, Tavis. Don't, don't be scared. No, Tavis. no, no. This is this is this is the voice of reason. <laughs> this is the voice. Of, no, no, no. <laughs> and, I, and I'm dipping out. I came in. I did what I had to do. I gave you the update. 
and I'm out of 5,000. Man, we appreciate Tavis Smiley for coming in, covering for Ariva Martin, who had to do that CNN interview. When we come forward, the phone lines will reopen. There's so many people all over the country that want to speak to what Tavis Smiley just covered. Is it good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. That's the way it is. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just the way it is. The VOR Voice of Reason back in the building. We've come full circle after having come forward. Phone lines are cracking for tonight's topic. A house divided. Are black folks divided? Right? I asked that question because it was the great Krishnamurti who says, uh, Conceptual thinking is what keeps men divided, what keeps man, as in humankind, humanity, divided. And many of us are divided within our own homes. We have a whole lot of ideas and beliefs and concepts that go unchecked until conflict arises. And then the poor management of those ideas, those wayward ideas, may lead to what (laughs) relationship ruin (sighs) tonight's topic has been a heavy duty one people from all over the country have been calling in sharing their thoughts about that divided house being married to someone how you know a divided nation produces divided couples and friendships people split over political views and ideas man i'm so sick of closed-minded people The highest level of intellect flows through an open mind. The lowest level of intellect flows through a closed one or a partially open one. 1-800-920-15A. Let's get to the phone lines right now, right now. Let's talk about it. Who's been on the longest? Infinity from Baltimore. Get in here. Man, peace, brother Zoe. What's happening, fam? Hey man, family. Whew. As always, fire, fire, fire. You 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 cook with all the grease, brother. Thank you, sir. I try my best, man. All the grease in the oils, man. You cook it, bro. Thank Very you. well. This is uh man, shout out to always uh to Baba Tavis Smiley as well. Um I'm here in Baltimore City. Um uh, by mistake, I did a few weeks ago. I thought I was going to something that had to do with real estate, and the brother who he named uh, Wes Moore, who's one uh, governor for the state, uh, was there, and he ended up speaking. Um, and the brother sounded great. He sounded great, man. Everything that he spoke upon is truth and everything. But um, just relating that with the topic, man, I'm I'm really not one for voting. I'm not one for participating in it. I'm not one for our people participating in it uh as 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 i've listened to yourself as i listen to you kev many people know you know the origin of voting um this play and you know it 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 really falls on it's like our participation in it is it falls on not it's like there's no outcome that's ever been for us we still have the voting rights act and but let me ask you like, this, though, mm, Infinity, because mm, slightly off topic, but let me pull you back in. Would you date somebody 
mm-hmm. that had a, uh, a, a you know uh, uh, a different political outlook. Someone who was totally integrated into the system and felt like, yo, this system works and I want to participate in it to get the most benefits out of it. Would you date someone or marry someone for that matter? Right. With that Mm -hmm. kind of mindset, would you do it? Great question. Um, I am open. I am always open to things. um, But quickly we see, excuse me. If if I'm open to it and she's not open to it, open to my perspective on the opposing end of that, um, then no. If she's open to my opposing um, uh, stance when it comes to politics, politics, and I'm open to her perspective, then it can. Then I am willing. Um, I am willing to do so. so but if if I'm mm-hmm. so, let me ask you this. And and I hear where you're going with that, but what happens if if she says to you, you Mm-mm. you Uh-oh. you can't complain about a society that doesn't serve you if you don't do your civil duty, right? By voting, by affecting change mm-hmm. in the society, what would be your retort to that? My retort would be that voting voting happens. Uh, every day, not with the pull of a lever, not with the push of a button. Of a, of a button. Uh, voting happens where we spend our fiat dollars, our fiat currency. Voting happens where we place our interests and where we spend our time and with whom we spend our time with. Um, voting is not a one-day thing, uh, one-day occurrence or event. It's not an event. It's what leads up to that. Those politicians or people that are are, but listen, are going for But listen, mm-hmm. somebody in the chat room just said, third eye just said, not voting is in fact voting. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey. Hey, I I go with that. Wow. Hey, I'll brother. Go with Infinity, I mm-hmm. thank you, brother. I gotta push to the next callers, man. But thank you so much for the insight. We appreciate everybody for calling. No judgment here. Call in, share your opinion if you agree or disagree with callers and what they have to say. Please call in and let me know. Tim Salisbury, North Carolina, jump in here. Yo, I mean, peace to everybody, KBLA and Joe. But um, how I feel about it, I think it's crazy for people to let the basic political stage come between what they have mm. as a young man. And so, I mean, that's just, that's just me. And I ain't trying to disrespect nothing. I know parties are not like that, but. We all see the outcome for us. You wouldn't we all let, know how to how, how to. T- you wouldn't let it come in between your relationship, is what you're telling me. Nah, I wouldn't. I like that. Hey, brother, thank you, man, for hanging on the line for so long. North Carolina is in the building because of you. We appreciate the call. Call me anytime, brother. I got to get these callers in very quickly. Vanetta, you got to keep it short, honey. We're almost at the end of the show. Vanetta, your thoughts? Would you let political differences? contaminate the love you have with your partner no (laughs) you would just say that's your business honey go on over there and do what you do (laughs) well because i'm not political i don't believe in holidays i I just no it wouldn't matter (laughs) i don't even know and then after i heard what tavis smiley just said hi tavis smiley 
Um, what he just said about what's going on down here in Georgia. I'm ready to go to bed. That's all I got to say. Ready. Thank you, Vanetta. We I'm appreciate We appreciate the call. Thank you, sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then the final call of the day, he got back in, Fred, from San Fernando Valley. Now, Fred, I, you got to keep it short and no profanity, Fred. It's got to be short now. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I would not get into it with my better half. That is an uncivil war. You understand? That's uncivil. See, we have a civil war where we play by the rules. You know, you get in your uniform, you wave your flag, right? Just like a football game. You understand? But when you start uh, throwing blows in the parking lot, that's no longer a game. That's violence. <laughs> hey, Fred, once again, man, thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing the insight. We appreciate you. Hey, here's Ted Cruz with those big hands, though. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, all relationships have differences. But those differences should not be defined as deficiencies. All right? No judgment. You still got to have empathy. You still got to uh, cultivate understanding. You still have to cultivate respect and acceptance. And then sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Now, me personally, it, I mean, let me just say this. You got to seek to be understood, but you also have to seek to understand. Listen, I started the conversation. You finish it. Up next, Danny Morrison and Robin Ayers will keep the fire lit until midnight. We appreciate y'all. See y'all tomorrow. When